Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm market analyst Stephen Daglian, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague Craig James, uh, Comsec's chief economist. Welcome, Craig. Hello, Mr. Daglian. <laughs> Hello. So, look, at the time of recording, our market is partway through its fifth straight week of gains, where we've got to within like 1% or so of a record high. And Jan was uh, uh, marked actually our best start to a year in almost four decades. We had to go back to 1986 mm. to have mm. a start to a year that was actually better. So we've had strong gains from our miners, big gains from in commodity prices and hopes, I guess, that inflation is starting to cool in places like the US and maybe has peaked over in Australia as well. But uh, this week, or next week rather, we've got plenty going on. Uh, week two of the Aussie earnings season, the US earnings season's continuing mm -hmm. and the Reserve Bank. So maybe we could go through all three of those. Let's start with the Aussie reporting season. What are you expecting next week? Well, what we've heard from businesses so far is that um, they've been passing on costs to consumers. So that should be supporting us to the bottom line. And that's what we want to see evidence of. Yes, what are companies actually doing? Are they lifting us prices significantly the, themselves? Are they absorbing you know, so the, the higher prices uh, or the higher costs? Uh, so we'll be looking fairly carefully at that. But it's also the strategy going forward. Have they reached a point now where they basically pass on all the costs to consumers and they're saying, well, no, now we've got to take a hit ourselves. We've got to cut back in terms of expenses. And it may not be that the, the cutback in the expenses um, is, is occurred over the last six months. It may be a strategy you know, sort of going forward, but we need to see evidence of that. And this is something for those who don't who aren't familiar with the reporting season. It happens twice a year generally in Australia and four times a year over in the US. So Feb is the month where you tend to get half year profit results. So in, in the coming month, there will be uh, results for the most part between July and December 2022. And you find out things like sales and profits and whether or not a company is going to pay out a dividend too. But the first half of the month is much quieter than the second half which is when you get you know, the BHPs and the Rios and the Telstras out with their results. So in the coming week, there really aren't that many companies that are going to be releasing uh, their results, are they, Craig? Well, people can ease into the reporting season, <laughs> can't they? You know, sort of take on you know, sort of couple, a couple of company reports, see what they're actually saying, whether a theme is developing. And you know, so then you know, sort of read through you know, sort of a few more as, as the earnings season get, goes on. But um, uh, yeah, no, it is um, probably a useful thing. You know, sort of a, this is not planned as well. Mm. These are individual companies saying this is when I'm going to be releasing my results. And for, for some reason, they seem, tend to congregate uh, together. Hmm. So for those wondering, on Tuesday, we've got uh, Transurban out with uh, their results. Wednesday, you have BWP Trust, Suncorp, uh, Amcor as well. Uh, on Thursday, the likes of AGL and also Mervac. And then Friday will be uh, much quieter indeed. And obviously, the, the important thing uh, in the reporting season as well, as far as stocks are concerned, is sometimes if whether or not a company is doing better or worse than what most analysts on average are expecting in the country. So Comsec's put together a, a, a helpful calendar, which outlines not only which companies are reporting on what date, but also some of the expectations that are out there. So that can be used as a, a guide as well for those during the month. Yeah, there's a number of ways to look at the earnings season. We look at with the actual results that mm. have come through. We look at the outlook statements to see where the company is likely to go. Uh, companies may have provided some guidance and said, well, we're going to have a profit of $100 million you know, in the six-month period. And then you know, analysts will come up with their own view and determine, you know, sort of, okay, which one got closest to it, what was the end result, 
you know, is this a bad result or is it a good result you know, in, in context? You know, so, so we're looking at that as well. It may be that for some of these companies that they're not getting you know, sort of too much coverage for, from the brokers. Um, and uh, really, it's the market which will determine which is, this is a good result or not. So it may not be the broker's estimates and comparing it with the broker's estimates. At the end of the day, whether the stock was as significantly higher on the day or lower than the day determines whether it's been a good or a bad result. Okay, well, let's turn our attention to the US earnings season, um, which is certainly not at the, at the peak anymore in the upcoming week. We've, over the past fortnight, we've had hundreds of the largest American companies out with their results, but there still will be some. Um, what did you make of the reporting season so far? Why, what have you made of it? Well, what I make of it is basically, you know, sort of how the, the share market has responded, mm. you know, through that period of time. And we've seen, you know, sort of a, some bumper, you know, sort of results for the, the Dow Jones, for the Standard Poor's 500 and the NASDAQ. So the, the, the share market has held up, you know, sort of quite nicely, you know, sort of during this period of time. Now, if there were dreadful results out there and the outlook statements were also dreadful, you know, so we wouldn't see that, that response. So the, the figures have been taken, you know, on board and, you know, sort of um, digested in a positive uh, sense. There's been some surprise along the way. There always is. There's always uh, sort of surprises as well as ones that we expect to, to happen. You know, sort of Meta coming out with, you know, sort of share buyback and, you know, sort of significantly boosting, you know, sort of the share price. You know, that's, that's one of the, the standouts, you know, so that we've seen more, more recently in the earnings season. And in the upcoming week on, on Monday, there'll be Activision Blizzard, the gaming company, out with its results, uh, Pinterest. Uh, then you've got Royal Caribbean Cruises, which obviously didn't have a great time during the, uh, the pandemic, of course. And on Wednesday, Walt Disney, you've got Uber, Yum Brands, which is behind uh, KFC and other fast food chains. And, uh, and on Thursday, the likes of, uh, of Pepsi, Kellogg and, and, uh, and Ralph Lauren as well. So there are still quite a few companies out with their results, but they're not really the, the Apples and the Amazons and the, the Alphabets that really can move markets in, in either direction. Yeah, they're going to flesh out the story, flesh out the, the picture that we've seen us over the earnings season. We're going to have a look at a couple of different new, new sectors as well that may not have been covered you know, to the, the extent that we've seen so, so far. So, uh, and we'll have to see you know, so the way that that is, again, absorbed by investors. Okay, and now your, your favourite stuff, uh, Craig, economic data and the Reserve Bank, of course. So that's going to be another feature in the, the upcoming week as well, of course. Um, what are you expecting next week from, from our Reserve Bank? Well, we've got the Reserve Bank board meeting on, on Tuesday, and uh, uh, they've had uh, their Christmas holidays. Yeah, so, so, you know, so no meeting you know, so over the January period, and, uh, uh, and it's back to, back to business. And uh, business for, for the Reserve Bank is getting inflation under control. It's slowing down the economy, so supply and demand come back in, into balance. And uh, as a result, you know, sort of what we want to see is inflationary pressures easing. So, you know, this is important, you know, so because what we're going to see is the, the Reserve Bank probably increasing interest rates again by another quarter of 1%. Now, when you increase interest rates, what's the implication? The implication is that people have fewer dollars which are available. And if they've got fewer dollars available because they're putting it into to their mortgage and their, their loan repayments, uh, that means that uh, spending in areas like discretionary areas of spending, you know, so the, some of the, the retailers like, you know, sort of Harvey Norman, you know, so may be affected, JB Hi-Fi may be f affected. 
perhaps we don't spend it in the same sort of uh, categories. We've always got to ask the so what. So when these changes occur, such as the Reserve Bank lifting interest rates, it has a real impact on, on individuals, real impact on, on businesses, a real impact on the, on the broader economy. So a quarter of a percent hike is, yep. is expected uh, in the, the upcoming week after eight rate hikes that we had we had uh, last year. How many more do you think is, is likely from, from these levels? Well, this is the most aggressive tightening period or tightening of monetary policy, lifting interest rates, most aggressive period that we've ever seen from, from the Reserve Bank. Um, and we believe that uh, they've achieved their, their goal. They've got interest rates broadly where they need to be now. Now we're going to see the economy slow down. And I think we are going to see the economy slow down quite substantially over the next you know, sort of three, six months. Uh, we think this could be close to the last interest rate hike that, that we're seeing. Uh, certainly we've seen some retail figures out recently. They weren't flash for, for the month of December. They were pretty poor. Um, and that may be the aha moment, you know, sort of finally we're starting to see the economy respond in a big way to the fact that, you know, interest rates are going up. So um, the, the, the bottom line is we could see this as the last interest rate hike, you know, so the, this cycle. A lot is going to depend on wage figures that mm. we'll have coming up, you know, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but um, uh, overall, we think the economy will slow in response to these higher interest rates. And something we forget about sometimes is that only around a third of households have a mortgage yeah. and a third of them own their home mm. outright and a third of them rent their properties, right? So um, rents have also been going up, up as well, though, and I guess that's partly because of the interest rate hike. So it can affect those that are renting, not just those that have, have a mortgage that they have to repay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're sort of, and that is something that we, we tend to, to, to forget. Yeah, so we've got um, those people who own their homes outright sitting there saying, we want higher interest rates. We love higher interest rates. Give us you know, so higher interest rates because we'll put our money you know, in the bank account and get you know, so a greater return on it. You know, so those people who are paying off you know, some mortgages, they said, no, no, we don't want the, the interest rates to, to be going up. And the renters, well, you know, there are betwixt and between, I suppose. You know, so, but some of them are saying, no, I want to go into the, the housing market. I want to, you know, to go out there and buy my, my first property. The interesting thing, of course, at the moment is that uh, home prices are falling and we've got interest rates you know, sort of rising. And you know, so you've basically got to you know, sort of play around with those, those sorts of elements. And at the end of the week, you've got the, the Reserve Bank Statement of Monetary Policy, which sounds like a, a catchy name, something that um, everyone would be very excited about, I'm sure, <laughs> Craig, and aren't involved in finance. But what, what is this? For those that aren't familiar with the, with the statement, what is it and you know, why could it be useful for, for investors to keep an eye on? Well, simply it's a cure for insomnia. That's what <laughs> it is. You know, so the bottom line is it's an 80 or 85 page booklet. You know, so now if you sat down there <laughs> and you know, read it from cover to cover, you would be asleep. You know, sort of, but you know, so most people don't do that. They take it piecemeal. They take you know, sort of little chunks around the place. This is the forum that the Reserve Bank puts down its, um, its forecasts its expectations about how fast the economy is going to grow, uh, GDP or economic growth figures. It puts down inflation forecasts, puts, puts down unemployment. You know, sort of, and, and of course, I suppose the, the bottom line for, for investors is if the Reserve Bank has a view that inflation has peaked and is now heading back to the target band of 2 to 3%, uh, that's uh, super important because they're less likely to be lifting interest rates in that sort of, sort of scenario. Uh, what's happening in terms of economic growth? Is it slowing markedly well below 
long to longer term averages. If that's the case, then the economy is slowing, less infl fewer inflationary pressures, and again, less chance for interest rates to, to go up. Or are they going to be more aggressive? Mm. Are they going to take in, the, in terms of their language and say, uh, no, we want this inflation to be beaten and beaten quite significantly, uh, so we're not ruling out you know, sort of further rate, rate, rate hikes, you know, sort of perhaps even bigger rate hikes down the tracks. So the, the language of the, the publication, as well as the actual forecasts, are super important for investors. Absolutely, and that also is the, the case for Reserve Bank uh, board meeting day as well, obviously, when they that one-page statement that everyone can get on the Reserve Bank's website. Just the smallest tweak, one word that is omitted one month compared to the prior month can, can already be something that markets sometimes look too deeply into, but that could certainly play a part in how currencies move and markets as, as well. So. It's going to be something um, to certainly to watch. We've also got a few other central bankers, both in the US and, and UK, delivering speeches in the upcoming yep. week, uh, including the uh, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. But look, a lot of those central banks are already meeting over the past week. So do you think anything uh, you know, significant might come out of those speeches? Well, it's a case of guidance. So they're constantly mm -hmm. providing guidance to individuals, to businesses, to investors about um, what their expectations are for the economy, how they're reading the economy. Um, and a lot of people you know, go through the various nuances, go through the various words that are you know, sort of used to determine you know, sort of what is likely to happen you know, sort of down the track. You know, have interest rates peaked now in terms of the United States? You know, sort of, therefore, can I change you know, sort of the, the sorts of stocks that I'm buying? Can I buy more technology stocks, which are very much growth-focused, or do I stay in terms of the utilities or the, those stocks providing significant you know, dividends? So that's super important as well. You know, so what those central bankers say can clearly influence investor behaviour. Okay, Craig, might leave it at that. Um, thank you for your time, and I uh, hope everyone has a great week. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.